Welcome to Life Concierge. Allow me to introduce you to people you can relate to, learn from, and connect with through conversations that are fun, but grounded in truth, growth, and perspective. I'm your host and concierge, Sarah Heider. Let's get started. Hello, Life Concierge podcast friends. Thanks for coming back to listen to another episode of the podcast. And if you're new around here, welcome. I'm so excited that I am actually about to leave for vacation. I can't wait, but I couldn't leave before publishing this episode with my friend, Elika. And really, this episode comes at the perfect time. You'll hear more about this in this episode, but one of the topics we talk about in this episode is negative self-talk. I feel like I really fluctuate with how I speak to myself. I can be very confident and tell myself that I can do it and I give myself that pep talk, but I also really struggle with negative self-talk on more of just a day-to-day basis and being incredibly hard on myself. I won't give away too much, but in this episode, Elika and I talk about how it can become a habit without even realizing it, and she gives some tips on how to combat those negative thoughts, which I am re-implementing starting now. Elika unknowingly started her path to health and wellness in 2007 and is now a life coach and mentor. As a teenager and young adult, she struggled to find her own way to authenticity and she's personally experienced the ups and downs of not living in one's own truth. With a background in social work, school counseling, and nonprofit community programming, in addition to her experience in integrative wellness practices like yoga, Reiki, and jujitsu, Elika brings a unique perspective and approach to her style of coaching and support. Elika makes it a point to meet her clients where they're at and bring fun, easygoing energy to what tends to be a dreaded process. Be sure to follow her on Instagram at Coach Elika, that's C-O-A-C-H-E-L-I-K-A, and visit EllikaWhitney.com for more information. Every time I chat with my friend Elika, I feel more relaxed. She's truly just someone who puts you at ease. So I hope you get that same feeling listening to this episode. Well, um, since I've known you, I have definitely always admired you for your dedication to fitness and wellness, um, healthy eating, fueling your body with what it needs to accomplish what you want it to do for you. Um, I've always had actually really severe envy of your ability to take down tons of vegetables with out, without a blink of an eye and I'm sitting there, you know, gagging trying to eat one carrot because I can't stand vegetables. But nonetheless, I know that that was not necessarily how you always were. So tell us a little bit about your fitness journey and where you got to where you are today. Yeah. So first of all, I don't want you to discount your spinach water uh, breakfast that you would have in the mornings. You do a very good job of getting your veggies in in unique ways because you don't like them. So I would never be able to drink spinach water. So there you go. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so actually, yeah, like you said, didn't really grow up this way. My fitness wellness journey really began in 2007 or eight uh, when I graduated from undergrad. So I had grown up overweight, smoking, uh, pretty heavy drinker, uh, didn't have any kind of physical fitness practice or habit or anything. And I, in college, worked at FedEx Ground. So I'm not sure if you know anybody who's done that kind of job, but it's a really physically demanding job to work in that warehouse. So uh, while I was working there, I actually lost weight. So I lost like 10 or 15 pounds and started to feel good about myself. So, you know, in your teens and younger 20s, I was confident and had friends, but I never, like, think like probably like a lot of young women, I never really felt confident in my skin and knew who I was. Um, so this was for the first time, you know, I'd lost a little bit of weight and started to actually feel like myself. So I had the realization that when I quit that job, when I graduated, that if I didn't make some lifestyle changes, I would go back to where I was. So I became a vegetarian. <laughs> I thought that would force me to eat healthy. I would have to eat vegetables. And which PS, you don't have to eat uh, healthy when you're a vegetarian at all. Um, and I, you know, joined a gym, got a personal trainer, but still smoked and, and drank and didn't change a lot about my, my habits and my lifestyle. Um, I w did a little bit of, you know, the vegetarian thing. I stuck with it for a long time, but it was definitely a lot of trial and error. It did force me to stop eating fast food, which I was a huge fast food eater. Um, so, you know, in those, in that regard, it did kind of make me do some self-reflection, but I didn't really explore healthy eating and cooking still, you know, like that, that really came a lot re more recent. Um, so yeah, so after, um, graduation made a couple of different lifestyle changes and eventually, um, was asked by a friend to do a 5k, a very small 5k in her hometown as a memorial for her sister who had passed away. So I, you know, again, still a pack a day smoker, pretty heavy drinker, um, but I'd been going to the gym a little bit. I thought I looked up, I remember Googling, like, how long is a 5k? Okay. Three miles. How long does it take to do, to run three miles about 30 minutes for average. So I was like, okay, I'm, I feel confident. I can move my body for 30 minutes. Did I say 30 miles, 30 minutes. So I was like, whether I'm running or walking, you know, I'll make, um, I think I had like a, an MP3 player or something at the time, you know, it was so long ago. I was like, I'll put a great playlist on my MP3 player. It'll be good. So went to the event and I ended up running the whole thing. And it was one of the pivotal moments in my life. It was when I really realized that I could do things that I had no idea that I could do. So from there, I mean, I didn't realize that at the moment. At the time, I'm sure I just like got in my car and lit up a cig and, you know, went on with my day. But reflecting back, that was a huge, huge moment. Like I have a vivid memory of, you know, turning the corner and being like, there's the finish line. Like I just ran this whole thing. Um, but yeah, so from there, I was like, well, I wonder what else I could do with this if I actually tried, if I actually trained and put effort and in intention into it. So I started signing up for 5Ks and training for them. And I eventually quit smoking and 
um, you know, began to eat a little bit healthier and signed up for 10 Ks and triathlons and half marathons and just continued, you know, to push myself in that regard um, over probably like a seven or eight year time period. Um, and within that time, I started getting into yoga and became a yoga teacher. And I was introduced to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, which is this amazing martial art and self-defense um, practice. So that's really um, where the physical kind of piece, you know, pieces came from it or came from. And then um, eventually I had to stop running because my body just could not handle it anymore. And I started doing beach body, which I thought this home workout stuff was probably for the birds, you know, like not really into it. I actually really enjoyed going to the gym, but my schedule just didn't really accommodate for that at the time. So I started doing that and actually loved it, loved the programs. I was fortunate that I got into a really good community because there are some not, you know, some not ideal communities. Um, and I got into coaching that way, which is funny because I'm not a beach body coach. Like I am, you know, I'm, I'm a beach body coach and like I did get the discount or thing, but I, that is not a piece of my coaching really that I um, promote or work, work with my clients on. If they're interested, I, you know, I'd absolutely speak with them about it, but that's, it's interesting because that's how I got introduced into coaching, you know, back in, I think it was probably 2018 or 19. And my coaching has evolved a lot since then. Um, so that's kind of where I, yeah, how I kind of got to be where I am today. Yeah, that's awesome. And so inspirational for sure. I'm sure <sighs> lots of listeners will be inspired to get up and move and, I think a lot of people have been up and moving in COVID, which has been nice, but I'm sure there's people that are sort of on the opposite end of the spectrum too. Um, but you also have a background in counseling as your profession. So how did that then kind of combine um, with your physical activity then to start your new coaching business? And tell us a little bit about the, the newer coaching uh, venture. Sure. So yeah, I have uh, my undergraduate degree is in social work. So I was a licensed social worker and, you know, did that for a handful of years, went and got my master's in school counseling and uh, was in that world for, you know, seven or eight years. Um, so with the, my combined experience of social service field, counseling field, my personal transformation physically, but also more so mentally and emotionally, which is what I focus on in my coaching. Um, so it was just kind of all, you know, the perfect storm of those things uh, that coaching just kind of seemed to fit really nicely for me. It's, it's, I, I never would have guessed that I would have been in this bucket ever. Um, and I, I still, you know, calling myself a coach is still something I'm getting used to and comfortable with. So um yeah, so my current coaching practice and focus, like I mentioned, is really all about your, you know, focusing on the whole you. So it's not just the physical fitness piece. And it's funny because that's how I got started kind of into this was that I lost weight. And that's what kind of wanted to, you know, spur me on and keep me going. But it's really something that I intentionally do not focus heavily on with my clients because the, the diet culture is so toxic. Um, and it is, uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm fortunate enough to learn so much from my peers. I just know that that's not a space where I want to hold for my clients is to be worried about 
body image. Um, so we really try to focus more on self-talk, uh, mindset, um, our emotional awareness and uh, engaging with that and how that impacts the rest of our actions and thoughts. So with, with the coaching, it's, it's been a really funny and cool evolution for sure. Yeah. Would you consider yeah. yourself a life coach? Do you have kind of a, mm. a title on like your specificity of coaching or, or is there like intention and not necessarily putting a label on it? Yeah, that's a good question. I, yeah, I mean, you could probably consider me a, a life coach, a wellness coach, a mentor, you know, um, I personally want to keep it as as approachable as possible for people, you know, for anybody. So I want to keep it, you know, as, as non vague as possible, but it's funny because I do have a very specific, you know, client and niche that I'm working with. Um, but again, I know that a barrier to coming into this world of transformation is that first step and just approaching it. So trying to make the space as comfortable as possible for everybody. Yeah, definitely. Tell us yeah. a little bit about your, um, <clears throat> about your target audience. I know you had, um, had some interesting kind of play on words with this and phrases to go along with it. Yeah. So I actually, so one thing that I am doing as a coach is investing in coaches. So that's one thing I think is super important is if, if, you know, you want to level up you need to invest not just time and energy, but, but money is a big, um, a big weight, you know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's heavy, it's a heavy thing. So, um, I <laughs> invested in this coaching and she was like, well, you really need to niche down. You really need to get specific. And I was like, I'm having a really hard time with that because I want to serve everybody, you know, and it's, it's more about the reality that, <laughs> You know, do you want to go to somebody that serves everybody or do you want to go to somebody who serves you? So it's really understanding and it's forcing me to look at myself a little bit more because I want to serve people that are like me or like where I was, you know, two, three, five, ten years ago, because I know how to support them best. Um, so it's been very, yeah, it's been very interesting trying to find that ideal client, that niche wording. Um, and it's funny because I love, I have found the category of Xennial within, within searching for this. So I, I have found my category. Like I knew I've never been a millennial, you know? And so I was, I, that is my big like epiphany light from the sky finding from that search is that yeah. I know I can identify I'm a Xennial and I love it. Yeah. yeah. That is so perfect yeah. for you. Like, yeah. Is there anything else that embodies you more? I'm not sure. Xennial is sort of perfect. <laughs> uh -huh. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it's, it's funny because it is like a pocket generation too, you know, it's a between yeah, Gen X and millennial. So yeah, yeah. So silly. So silly. Well, but then even, you know, people who maybe are kind of on the outskirts, like me, I'm Absolutely. more of a millennial, but I definitely still feel invited and welcome into this. So very exciting. Yes. And honestly, a lot of my clients are, um, you know, in their forties, you know, they are Gen Xers, you know, so it's, it's not that obviously I, I, I want to, I connect with a lot of people and I want to serve anybody that feels like I can support them in the way that they need. Um, but yeah, I figuring out how to do that marketing piece is just all new game to me. 
No, I thought it was so cool when I saw that pop up and several people that are mutual friends said the same thing. So we're really excited about it. Um, I'm, so I'm looking at your website and I want to talk a little bit about the whole self circle. So on Elka's website, it says mind plus body plus motion equals your whole self. And this is ElkaWhitney.com. I'll give you the spelling later. Um, your thoughts directly impact your emotions. Your emotions drive your actions. Your actions impact your interactions, interpretations, and thoughts. The, the mental, physical, and emotional pieces of you come together to create your whole self. So we've got a little pie chart too, and we'll be sure to post this with your episode. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the whole self circle? I'd love to. Uh, I, you might be familiar with um, the wheel of life. So that's a tool that I actually used at a yoga retreat years ago. And, you know, you can Google it. There are a thousand different versions of it, but I did a workshop um, I was going to say last year, but nothing happened last year. So it was probably 2019. Um, but I did a workshop where I used that as a tool and we created, you know, some goals and areas of focus from there, but I looked at it a little more and just realized that this was a really great tool, but it was kind of sporadic and spread everywhere. And again, through my just personal experience with yoga and, counseling and the physical fitness, like the idea of the mind, body, emotion connection, like having to, to touch base on all three pieces of those, you know? So I knew I wanted to incorporate those three pieces and I knew I really liked this pie chart concept. Um, so taking some of the, some of the pieces of the pie chart and really, um, personalizing it to those mind, body and emotion areas. So like under emotion, there's the subsections of like spiritual connection, um, contribution and output, and then relationships, you know, so each larger section has smaller subsections underneath it. And the idea is it's a tool. It's just a guiding thing for you to use. It is not, you know, I encourage people not to use it as a, or see it as a, wow, I suck at this or you know I'm really lacking here because that's people tend to really you know to fill this out and they're like shit I have so much work to do and it's really not intended for that it's really to gauge where you can focus your energy so clients will fill that out gauge where they're at and then we get to have the discussion of okay you know in the body category your fun and recreation is it a zero like is that an area you want to focus on? Like, let's talk about this a little bit. What kind of things are you doing or not doing? So um, it's a really great opportunity for the client to look inward a little bit more and um, to step away and to really dissect into the smaller pieces of what might support them to get the bigger, the bigger piece of what they want of this big change. So, yeah, that's awesome. So I'm also looking at your Instagram and, um, just kind of going down the list of, um, I guess, I don't know if you call them services (laughs) that you offer, um, offerings, offerings by Elka. Um, that's what I'll call it. I'll help you with your marketing. (laughs) Um, so she helps with whole self circle, one-on-one support, 
yoga, chakra balancing, Reiki, monthly moon gatherings, and workshops and retreats. So today I want to focus particularly on three that I have been part of, though I realize I've also been part of your yoga. So I've been part of almost all of these things, I think. Um, but I want to I want to talk today first um, about the one on one support. So back at the very beginning of COVID, you can tell me if this is wrong, but back at the beginning of COVID, we did the whole habit thing. Um, mm-hmm. Would you consider that one on one support? Yes. Okay. Yes. So back at the beginning of COVID, um, Elika sent out a to a collective group of people that we never met as a group, um, but had a collection of individuals that she worked with to help them in forming habits. And so we had, I'll let you go into a little bit more detail, but basically we had weekly meetings where we set a goal uh, for a a new habit that we wanted. It could be to eat more vegetables. Um, It could be to make sure, you know, we work out once a day. Um, And personally, my uh, habit that I wanted to form was I wanted to write every day because one of my big dreams is I definitely want to write a book at some point. Um, and so it's actually kind of funny because in forming that habit of writing every day, I kind of transitioned into the podcast because I was doing so much research on how do I get to this next level? How do I get a book agent? All those sorts of things. And a lot of what I was reading about was having a following. And I thought, what a great way to try to like garner up a following, have a more of a brand, have more of an audience um, and start a podcast. So now I'm I'm either writing almost every day or to me, like even just speaking to you kind of fills that space for me. I see sort of speaking and writing as as the same creative outlet for me in a way. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about um, you can talk about the habit stuff specifically or if you kind of just want to talk about your one on one offerings in general. Sure. Um, I love that this has spurred from that, by the way, from our meetings and from your in, uh, time put in researching. That's amazing, Sarah. Oh, I love that. Um, so we yeah, back in the yeah, spring of 2020, I guess we did a beta group. It was you, I, I can't remember, five or six other women. And it was, um, yeah, creating new habits. So slow and steady to sustainable is one of my mottos. And one of the things I really work with my clients on is creating new habits and the science in creating new habits, you know, the, the, the tiny things that it takes to literally rewire our brains. Um, so that's what we were focused on with the habit tracker. We were uh, visualizing it, writing it down, speaking it, acting on it, meeting once a week. Um, and I'm very client centered. Um, I'm, you know, very uh, client driven on the meetings, on the focus areas, on the action steps. So um, that was, you know, that's just particular beta group. I think it was three months long. And I did another uh, paid group at the beginning of this year with the whole self circle. Actually, it was called the whole self kind of love group cohort one. Um, and that was really wonderful. I only took five. It was very small. And it was the same concept meeting once a week, or I think it was every other week, actually, and had a weekly uh, email communication with me. And, um, you know, yoga classes virtually, of, of course. And, um, 
Yeah. So that's when I offer groups like that, that's kind of the setup. It's, they're usually about three months long. If we a weekly or every other week check-ins, um, usually some kind of yoga practice and always email availability, you know, all the time. Um, and I'm available for one-on-one coaching, which is generally just the check-in parts. Um, and the whole self circle can be used or can't be used. It's really up to the client. Like I said, I'm really one of, I get, I'm very client centered. I know how hard it can be to enter the space. So meeting people where they're at and getting people to meet themselves where they're at is something I really, um, focus a lot of my energy on. So, um, I'm actually was thinking about um, another whole self kind of love cohort today, driving home. I was like, I wonder if I'm going to do another one of those anytime soon. So keep your eyes peeled. I might be offering another one of those. I, yeah, it's, I'm just like blown away that you started this from your writing. I'm so jazzed about that dude. That's so good. (laughs) Yeah, that was awesome. And it was, it was really cool to do it um, right at the beginning of COVID too, because it kind of helped. I think a lot of people that you brought into it helped them stay positive and give them something to focus on when the world was shifting so much and um, something to help us all stay a little bit grounded. And um, it, it really, it, when you're, I think so many, so many of the things that we talked about during that time have become such habits for me that I don't even hardly think about it anymore. Um, and now it's kind of coming back to me, like our conversations about the negative self-talk, um, saying things out loud or writing them on a post-it note and putting it on the door or the mirror. Um, all those sorts of things are, are so helpful. And I think if I hadn't had that base of confidence that came from that habit building, I probably wouldn't have taken the leap to, to make the podcast. So I should call it the Elica podcast in your honor. (laughs) I mean, you can call this episode that one if you want. We will call it (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I am always more than happy to be your guinea pig. And that is, that is, I have to say, you're an incredible friend and it is a great perk that you... (laughs) often use your friends as your guinea pig because I so enjoy doing all of this. I feel so lucky that I've gotten to um, be some of your your first tryouts. Um, one of the other things that I got to do with Elika most recently, actually just a couple of weeks ago, was we did a chakra balancing with Reiki. And this was my first time doing a chakra balancing. Um, I have had Reiki before. My aunt is actually a Reiki master. Um, but it was really interesting and we did do it virtually. So Elika was, I'll let you talk about it, but you were set up at your house. I was set up at my house. Um, and it was just, it was really interesting. I like laid, I made a cute little, um, spot in my apartment. You can see on my Instagram and, uh, just like laid there and listened to Elika over the zoom. And it was, just, it was like a newer form of a deeper form of meditation for me too. Um, and just so cool to be observant of my body during it too, because, um, some of the things that I did experience were some tingling in, especially like my head and kind of all over, just like that all over good tingling feeling, you know, when you get kind of like, kind of getting goosebumps, it felt like that a lot, but like more constant and 
completely like internal. And then I also, I had my eyes closed the whole time and I was seeing things like yellow and purple almost the whole time, which this also kind of leads into too, um, was I was going to tell you about how I had a psychic reading this last weekend and turns out my auras, I actually am tricolor, but two of my colors are yellow and purple. So I'm curious, like how that, you know, could potentially jump into, um, chakras, but then also, um, when Elika did the chakra balancing and Reiki on me, uh, she found that my root chakra, right. Was the one that was a little unstable, a little unsure. Um, so she did some work on that, but it was also interesting because it kind of went along with some of the things that the psychic said, um, Mm -hmm. that I kind of feel a little bit ungrounded. I'm doing like so many cool things that I love, but I don't necessarily feel as much like I'm going in like a, a a for sure direction just yet. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, but so tell us a little bit about like the shocker balancing and Reiki, um, experience that you give. Yeah, that is so interesting to hear that that psychic shared that with you. That's really cool. Um, just reaffirming what you thought, right. Mm -hmm. What your initial uh, thought was. So the shocker balancing, I, I love that you called it a new kind of meditation or a different way to kind of get into a meditation, because that's really a, what a lot of people kind of describe it as is, so there are four different stages of meditation, which a lot of people probably don't know. It's not just like meditation. Um, and it's really hard to get into the deeper levels. It takes a lot of practice and time and dedication. Um, so it, from my understanding, it seems like people kind of just go into these deeper states of meditation when within when this energy work is happening so like you said your you know clients are just laying there whether you're virtually or in person if you're in person um i have crystals that i would actually put on your mid-center line where your chakras are um virtually i had a, a blanket or a pillow um to mimic the torso and put the crystals you know theoretically where the chakras would be um but basically i just work with that energy so um, you know, the, the different parts of that body have different energy centers. So I go up and down, checking in, feeling which ones are open, closed, um, and just kind of working with them on, on kind of expanding. And eventually I go through with, um, Eventually, I, I just seem so, it's so silly for me to talk about because my, I just think I, I have flashbacks of talking to my husband. And he just like looks at me and he actually, if you notice on my website, it's, it's not chakra balancing session. It's a deep relaxation session because he was like, I don't think chakra balancing is, I don't think marketing that is going to be easy. And I was like, that's a really interesting perspective. Um, so he is a, he's a very, um, you know, tech sciencey guy. So he and I are pretty different in these regards, but Uh, I did a session on him and he had a very wonderful experience I can share with you in a little bit. But so I then go through coming back to what I do throughout the session. Sorry for that random tangent. Um, Random at all. (laughs) um, So then I go through with essentially like my chi energy and kind of help clear and cleanse the chakras out and then go through and close the chakras and, um, you know, give a little namaste prayer and uh ground reground you and send you on your way um the reiki i do reiki at the beginning to help kind of center and ground uh, but i also do it just kind of 
throughout the practice um, interspersed through it. So it's not necessarily like separate, you know, Reiki and then chakra balancing. It usually takes anywhere between um, 30 and 45 minutes, just kind of depending on what, you know, what somebody's got going on with themselves. And I always like to give, you know, personal feedback and I have some nice, um, oh, I think I shared that. I think I emailed you the sheets. I put some chakra sheets together, um, some information on how you can kind of support each chakra going forward that you'll, that people can get. So, um, yeah, that's the, that is the session. Yeah. You talked about your, um, your husband experienced deep relaxation, which I totally relate to as well. (laughs) I definitely felt that way. Um, but what are sort of some of the advantages to chakra balancing mixed with Reiki? Um, what can someone expect to kind of take away or, um, who's kind of the ideal client, I guess, to go through, Uh, chakra balancing? Yeah. So walking away with obviously just that sense of kind of relief, relaxation, uh, lightness, kind of letting go and kind of more of like a clear, a clearness. Um, and it tends to last for some weeks. I, I would say is one of the bigger advantages with this is that it's because I'm working with the, you know, the subtle energy centers, Um, it can sustain a little bit longer and it's something that you can maintain at home. Like I said, with these, these sheets that you would get theoretically, they're all things that you can access from home and that you would maybe be interested in, um, you know, investing some time in yourself and giving that, um, that TLC to yourself. So, um, yeah, he actually, it was funny because you said that you experienced some sensations, which people also often say that they have different sensations in different areas of the body. And, you know, nine times out of nine, it is typically where I feel some kind of energetic something going on too. So uh, he, after the session was kind of like, okay, like that was nice. Uh, I was like, okay, you know, any feedback or anything? He's like, no. And then probably an hour later, he was like, so I really had to think about it and process it. And he was like, I definitely, that was the most, I I don't know where I was. He was like, that was the most relaxed I've ever been. He was like, I definitely felt, and I definitely felt sensations. I was like, well, in your head or in your body? And he said both. And it was just like ooey gooey and relaxed. So I think it's just, it's just such a great opportunity to, um, for anybody who's interested really and has an open mind. I think it's for anybody who has an open mind. Um, and it's just, it's a unique alternative way to get that ultimate relaxation without, you know, taking your clothes off and getting oily on a massage table for an hour, you know? Um, and like I said, you can do this and maintain it at home. Yeah, it was, it was an incredible relaxation, but in a different way than a massage would be like in a massage, it's very relaxing, but doesn't necessarily give you some kind of clarity or feeling of lightness to me. It's just a Mm -hmm. relaxed feeling. And that's not to say, I mean, massages are great. So nothing against Mm -hmm. massages, (laughs) but I, I definitely, I just remember feeling incredibly light. Like I feel like the room looked brighter, you know, just 
so much lightness and, um, and relaxation. And like I said earlier, some of the things that I was experiencing was like some tingling in my, um, I think it was in my head. There was a lot of tingling. And then I had some like different feelings in my feet too. So if you kind of remember from my, um, balancing, what was kind of your like diagnosis for me as far as, um, I know there was like a a specific focus kind of on like what was going on in my head and then what was going on Mm -hmm. with my like legs and feet. Yeah. So I just, I remember your root chakra felt really just sticky and like thick and heavy. So I, I spent a lot of time there just trying to kind of get the energy moving and going. Um, and I remember your third, was it your, I think it was your third eye, um, and your throat. I remember, yes, because of your podcast, it made me think of it. So I remember your third eye and your throat, um, which makes sense. Third eye is purple. Um, so maybe that was the purple that you were seeing, but it could also be your auras, the auras that you were seeing. Um, I don't, I don't work with the auras when I'm, Mm -hmm. when I'm doing the sessions, but when I, when I create the space with the crystals. So I lay crystals around our space. When I create that space that kind of activates, you know, kind of activates the auras and brings them in. So it would make sense. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It was a a really cool experience. And I think too, um, kind of helped point out to me maybe how I was feeling. I don't think I was as aware of the different ways that I was feeling. And when Elika sort of told me what she had found from my uh, balancing, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) So it was, it was a really cool experience. And it was like, I, it was to me, it was more relaxing than any massage I've ever had. So I definitely highly recommend it. Um, and then I want to move on to your retreats that you host. I was lucky to be part of, I think it was your very first retreat. If that's, I think it was yeah, my first workshop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so tell us a little bit about, I know you have an opportunity coming up, but tell us a little bit about your retreats and workshops. Yeah. So the, um, this actually is my first retreat. So the workshop that you came to was my first one. And that was, um, I kind of like a sampler of different fitness styles and types. Um, we tried products, we did yoga. Um, it was kind of, uh, we had oh, my friend, Kathy, who is amazing. She shared some of her amazing counselor knowledge. Um, so I did, I think three of those. And I'm, while I love doing those and I hope to return to those someday, potentially, um, this retreat, I'm kind of going more for a vibe of, um, not so much, you know, workshoppy, but more of the restorative, checking in, really um, focusing in on what your summer is going to look like. It's June 6th. So it is right at the beginning of summer, um, taking the opportunity for yourself to see where you're at through all of this COVID stuff. I think we're in a really, we've come to a really interesting mark with uh, where, where we're at with the vaccinations. And it feels like every month is a new like milestone or hump. And I know a lot of 
women that I've heard from are not investing the time in themselves to check in and to really give themselves what they need to bring themselves back up to where they were um, or where they know they want to be now, you know, especially. So this focus really is going to be on calming the mind, hearing yourself, figuring out where you're at right now and working on truly embracing your vision for where you're going this summer specifically is going to be our focus for this retreat. So um, I'm really, really excited about it. And I do actually have another one scheduled for the fall. It's very loose scheduled and it's, well, it's, it's, it's very loose scheduled as in I have the Airbnb reservation. It's going to be a weekend one, but there's no other (laughs) plans in the mix for it, but uh, it is the first weekend in October and I'm very, very excited about that. So I don't even know if you knew about that. No, that is, that's new news to me too. Yeah. Yeah. An overnighter. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. It's going to be up in Amish country ish, I think. And, uh, it's on a working longhorn cattle ranch, like multiple hundred acre, um, with walking paths and, you know, workout space in the barn and it's going to be so much fun. So really looking forward to it. That's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I I yeah. will as soon as you know that date, definitely let me know. <laughs> I will. Keep posted. Yes, please do. Yes. Well, other than scheduling a session with you or checking in with you, if you had one tip right now for mm. people, you know, what's like maybe even just like a small thing or something that is a little tidbit you would give people who might be feeling some kind of stress or anxiety or sadness, um, you know, or a mix of all of these emotions really, which is probably the reality for most people is it's, it's just such a mix of emotions. What is like one tip that everything, everyone can try at home themselves, um, to help calm themselves and make the best transition possible back into, or, well, I guess I shouldn't say back into, but into whatever life is going to look like, um, as we transition out of COVID? I think the number one most important thing that somebody could do or most impactful thing that somebody could do is truly to notice when your self-talk is going down the shitter and take a deep breath. And I know it sounds simple and you've heard so many coaches say, take a deep breath, you know, and I really hate that that is the advice that I'm giving, but I want to preface it with start noticing when you are having those spiraling negative thoughts about yourself, about your coworker, about your parent or your boyfriend or your kids or your dog or traffic. Traffic is my, like, I cannot keep the negative thoughts out of my head when I'm driving in traffic. So I am constantly taking deep breaths and it, you know, starting with just doing it once a day or twice a day and just beginning to adopt that practice, you'll begin to, to notice that you're, you're able to keep your cool a little bit easier and it really changes everybody around you. So it's one little practice that you can do that can have a big impact. Yeah, definitely. And you told me once too about um, box breathing and how like different counts. So I always think of breathing as being 
purely like a calming kind of thing. And I guess mm-hmm. typically that's honestly what I need it for more often too. But you did also tell me that if you kind of like reverse the pattern, it actually kind of helps speed up, you know, your energy. Mm-hmm. So with breath practice, um, typically you want to, well, not typically, but typically you want to have a longer exhale. So you often want to have, you know, just get more air out of your lungs. So you have more room for fresh air is the idea. If you are trying to root and ground or calm yourself, having a longer exhale or an exhale retention helps with that. If you are trying to maybe lift up your energy or lighten your mood, you know, inhale retentions or longer inhales can help with that. Um, and then if you're trying to balance, you know, having a nice balanced inhale and exhale can be good with that. In the box breathing, like you mentioned, that is balanced breathing. So, you know, whatever is comfortable in your body, maybe it's a two count, three count, four count, but it's just even inhale, hold it for that count, exhale it for that count and hold that exhale. So those are really, box breathing is really great. Another one that's great that I used to do with my kids when I was a school counselor is, you know, five finger breathing. So you inhale up exhale down, you just trace your fingers, inhale on the way up and exhale on the way down. And everything that we teach kids is applicable to adults as well. So there are so many resources out there for for this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for sharing that. I'm sure a lot of people are, are in need of that and are probably paying attention to their breath right now, just because we had that conversation. So that's cool. (laughs) My job is done. Yes, exactly. Well, before your job with me is done, I have one more question I want to ask. I'm asking my guests what their personal life concierge tip is. And that can be anything that's like, I love this new shampoo or something, you know, you're doing with your practice, or I watched a good movie, anything like that. My concierge life tip is don't take it personal. That is my personal life concierge tip. Don't take it personal. So I think if we all can adopt that, things would run a lot smoother. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And that's part of the four agreements, right? Absolutely. It is. Yes. Perfect. I'm going to piggyback on your life concierge tip and I'm going to make my life concierge tip to either read or download the book, uh, the four agreements. I have seen constantly. Oh, absolutely. And my extra tip is that, um, at least on, um, like audible or iBooks or wherever you download, um, audiobooks. I think it's available everywhere. There's a version that Peter Coyote reads and he has the best voice ever. So I definitely recommend the four agreements and I'll admit when I first read it, I will listen to it. Um, I, there are some parts that are a little bit like quote out there Mm -hmm. (laughs) that people might find like a little strange or weird or definitely different than a lot Mm -hmm. of other things that they've probably been introduced to in their lives. But, um, I think once you get through the whole thing, those other concepts don't seem as strange. And if they, if you still think it's really strange, you can just forget about those parts. Like everything else is still so applicable. Um, for me, the don't take it personal is, um, is so important to me. Those are so on point. I love those tips. Love it. It's perfect. Well, thank you so much, Alika. Thank you for having me, Sarah.
Thank you for listening to Life Concierge Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps and you won't miss an episode when you subscribe. Catch all the latest from Life Concierge Podcast and follow at Life Concierge Podcast on Instagram. You can also visit the website lifeconciergepodcast.com to learn more, leave a note, or recommend a topic or guest for an upcoming episode. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.